You are listening to Friends Next Door. Door. Okay. Three, two, one. Door. 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 No, no, no. Three, two, one. Door. What's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Friends Next Door. This is Quan. It's Dan. It's Mia. It's Thomas. Guys, we are nine months into 2021. Isn't that crazy? Dude, I'm freaking out. <sighs> like, like, the year's crazy. almost over. This year has been a blur. Mm-hmm. Four more a months. A blur. A blur. Yeah. I agree. Totally and, agree. A blur. And as someone who's like sober all the time, <laughs> it's very concerning that how fast this year went by. Yes. I, also I feel like. Don't remember what last year was at all. Because yes. I was home for six months. Yes, I agree. I feel like there's so there's like this year's kind of still, you know, what it is. Last year was what it is. But I do feel like in the past year, most people probably had a Marie Kondo cleanup situation. I feel that was a trend or a practical thing to do when we were all home, like a clean yep. out your closet, clean out your room. Um, me and my family, what we did is we did a cleanup of like all our old appliances. So like oh. old retro cell phones, old retro laptops, all these things that we had kept. And so we threw some away, we kept some. One of the things that we kept was an old album of CDs, old school here, real old school. (laughs) And it was this huge album of CDs that were all like my piano concerts and my lessons. And so it was kind of like a cool find where, so we find it. Right. And we're like, Oh, let's like pop these in. Like let's start watching them. And so it was really fun. And we were watching one of me. It was a concert. I walk up to the piano, um, for my classical peeps out there. It was Beethoven Sonata D major opus 10, number three, (laughs) So I'm sitting at the piano and the performance was horrendous. And oh it gosh. wasn't one of those performances, you know, where, okay, things are going really well and you make a horrible mistake at the end. Right. It was one of those performances where I kid you not, you guys, every 45 seconds, I messed up every 45 seconds. And I was like, oh my goodness. I couldn't, I could not watch it all. I like, we didn't watch it all because I I couldn't. And I think what's more interesting to me is that I have no recollection of this performance at all, like zero memory. And you would think that when I rewatched it, I had a very physical, literally a physical visceral reaction to this like thing that happened in my life. So it would make sense that it, it would be etched, etched into my memory but I have no recollection of it at all. And so maybe at I the time you didn't think it was that bad. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> do do <laughs> you remember knew. your emotions at that very moment, though? Do you remember? So I don't see I don't. But I have had. Mm, so see? I played piano a lot, like competitively as a kid. And I played for a really long time. So I do remember. I remember like the nurse performance, like it was a huge part of my life. So I'm very surprised <laughs> that I don't yeah. remember this one. So like, why does that happen? Or have you guys rather had a situation where you're like, how could I not remember this? Like, I have some theories, but I think it'd be like cool to talk about why we do remember the things we do or what even types of things we tend to remember. That's our topic today. 
but, but, <laughs> but yeah memory like, uh, i definitely think like um i just try to read some articles and it didn't make any sense and i was trying to look for explanations why we remember the literally the article was why do we remember certain things and not and it proceeded to not address that so how do people get how do people publish stuff online is completely yeah beyond me um so i guess i could say maybe everyone's different but you know there's always those times where you want to actually forget like there's like i want to forget that but you can't forget it so that's why i'm shocked that you didn't forget you didn't remember that, Quan, because there's traumatizing moments in my life where I just can't forget those times. Like I'll yeah. shut it out of my brain. And then if something triggers it, I go back to even like it could be like the ringing of a phone. <laughs> like it, I used to get phone calls, right? Like there are certain people I don't want to get phone calls from, <laughs> but I have to answer. And there's a, and I this is back in the day where I could attach a different ring. It was like a Nokia or whatever. Mm. Like in between, it was like a, a, a Motorola razor and I can attach different ringtones. And when that one would come on, like I would shudder. Then I have to pick it up. You know? It's, it's like, like you were conditioned almost. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's, uh, there's ton, like my piano performances, I just didn't really care. So if I messed up, I was like, yeah, whatever, guys. I'm not a professional. I don't care. <laughs> How but old if I were messed you up when like you were that, doing the the piano thing? That was definitely that was a more recent memory too, because I remember it was like probably eighth grade because okay. of this piece that I played. So I have so my theory is I do think maybe I just tend to not remember things. Mm. Are there other trauma like there you're are. saying that that's so that, traumatizing? Right, and you I didn't think remember that, it. Yeah, I think that there are other traumatizing uh, performances, but maybe I had like, I think I, I tend to remember things where I place more importance, perhaps on the piece. Maybe I didn't like that piece as much, so I didn't remember it as much. Um, so, or it was just, I, I had a lot of performances. So maybe that one was like, wasn't that big of a deal. Like mm. it was a smaller performance, that could be it. But I definitely remember having like, I cared about what the performance was going to be like. And I knew when I messed up and I was really sad about it. Um, and so there are, I do remember times where like right after the performance, I just like went to the bathroom and I had to like be sad by myself. This oh. had to be one of those times where I do not recollect this. So I think perhaps it just maybe in priority, it just like fell to the bottom because there were others that stood out more to me. That could be it. What so if there's like a, a limit to how many traumatic memories you could have. I mean, it's also could like, you could, like you said, you had, a, you didn't, you know, vividly remember it, but you had a visceral, rea visceral reaction. Oh, right? yes, I right? did. <laughs> and, and sometimes I think you just respond a different way. So for example, I don't rock climb anymore, but when I, whenever I, and it's not like I had any bad memories of it, but whenever I see rock climbing or think about it, my hands get sweaty again. Really? Like my hands, Why? Yeah. Did you uh, fall? Did you have an epic fall or? No, like I, I I'm not quite sure. That's it's so just weird. Yeah, it's just a a uh, a behavior that just happens now. So like whenever I see like think or see rock climbing, they just start sweating up a little. It's really gross. What? Actually. Wait, so even so, though yeah. nothing bad ever happened when you were? Yeah. Well, I mean, okay. So for some of it is because it's like 
for rock climbing, sometimes if you're like super high, you know, you do get a little bit of anxiety, a bit nervous and things like that. So, you know, that is also when your hands are sweating and everything. Right. But then I just associate that with rock climbing in general. Mm. But the craziest thing is that even if I talk about it or just think about it, mm -hmm. it'll start happening. Are, are your hands getting clammy now? <laughs> oh, 100%. 100%. So my earliest traumatizing memory that I still remember is uh, I think I was five, four or five, and I was in China. And I was playing. So this is in Shanghai back in 1990. Sorry, 1980s, mid-80s, right? And uh, this is in Shanghai before all the big all the new development stuff come in came in and like there were no new buildings and i lived in basically like a like a rock i lived in the city but the house was like not a house i remember that's not what was traumatizing that was in fact amazing like i didn't have a toilet <laughs> i didn't have a working toilet and i was running around like yeah, that was yeah I, this is shanghai like we're talking about shanghai right there's no working toilet so i remember there was this rock formation uh, that was in that was a public area in like a deep fountain, but the fountain, the water was dark. Yeah, Ooh, I, I don't know why. That's so, ominous. Yeah, like the water was dark, so you can't really see through. And then this was a public rock fountain. So my friend and I were like very young, and at the time, my grand my parents weren't around, and my they were in America, and my grandparents let me do whatever I want. So I would go out into the street. I had no fear and we were climbing this rock formation and he had this gold toy knife that I remember was very precious to him and it fell it was like it was so random it's like a it's like a piece of jewelry that was worth money and he took it and he gave it to me and I dropped it in the water never to be seen again I was oh. I, I literally was like oh my god I'm so sorry and he's like mm -hmm. what did you do it's like my parents gave that <laughs> and I actually don't remember the aftermath probably our parents my grandparents was like oh sorry and it wasn't that big of a deal but to me and him it was like a prized possession at the age of five and I've I can remember slow-mo me dropping that knife into the water oh. and I'm like I'm oh, so <laughs> sorry <laughs> That is, oh. that's like my first traumatizing memory. And I don't know why I remember that. It, it's not like I learned from that experience. I was five and yet it was so, it was like damaged me. Yeah, dude. I also, okay. In general, I tend to forget things very easily. So, when, which is why when <laughs> we're talking about this memory thing, and then we were talking about you know, what are some of the things that tend to stick in our brain that, or what are some of the memories that we tend to forget, like, and see if there's a pattern? I don't have a pattern. I just like, I just easily forget things. But then there's this one incident. And I remember I was also either five or six years old at the time. And I still remember that at until today. And I think it is one of the earliest, my like traumatic memory um, incident also. So I was in school and I was very, very shy. Like I was a super shy little kid and I hate like having attention on me. So I basically just, I, I did not like being in the center of attention. I did not want to attract any attention. Um, and I was super shy, right? But then I was like, I guess I was playing with my friend and maybe we were being a little too loud, but whatever reason we were being punished for by our teacher. Um, and the punishment, basically, the teacher told us to 
weirdly enough to like hang out in this pool that was in the school but the pool was empty so we were just under to the get sun into the like, pool yeah and then it was the pool was empty had no water whatsoever so we're just like walking around the pool that's empty Whoa. under the baking sun and so little mia at the time uh, I guess my feelings were super hurt and I was super embarrassed because everybody else was in the class and I was just outside with my friend being punished. And so I also do not remember what happened in the end, but that was just like, that was the only thing I remember from that time. I was like, oh my God, this is horrible. And that was it. And I still remember that to this day. And I do not know why I do not know, or I don't remember what happened after. I just remember that one incident. So how, how old were you then? I think I was like five, six years old. Can't remember. Wait, <laughs> wait. I think the so young, these young they memories. left you and your friend in an empty pool to walk around by yourselves in the yeah. baking sun. Yes, yes. <laughs> and then everybody mean, else was inside the class because it was like I like think it was unsupervised. like unsupervised. I mean, dude, this is Asia in the eighties. Yeah. Like yeah. my parents let me walk around the streets. I could have been abducted. <laughs> they're just like whatever go like my yeah. grandparents like whatever it's a name. different time back then it's different a different time, time yo uh, that's that's actually incredible <laughs> different time different continent <laughs> i think it's very interesting that the memories that you both talked about it's almost like you, it's like you a little bit of a moral like memory because my first memory is also i remember the first time i lied to my dad mm. i was i had to be like four like really young and it was so simple okay ready I think it was just like a bowl of grapes or some type of food. And I ate a lot of them. <laughs> <laughs> my dad was just like, did you eat all of these? Mm. And I said, no, I didn't. <laughs> and I remember, I remember feeling really, really bad. I didn't get it. I don't think I got in trouble or like, you know, like rep really reprimanded. But I think that's very interesting from younger ages when we start to like maybe vibe off of the way that people that something that happens and when we might do something wrong or do something right mm -hmm. so yeah. i think that's really interesting i remember lying to my mom and she, it was, she i was taking a shower and she was like did you wash yourself and clearly i didn't because no one i didn't touch the soap and i was like yeah and she's like why is the soap <laughs> doing over there i'm like Oops, I lied. And then I got a spanking. Mm. <laughs> Boom. Don't ever lie. Boom. And I was like, I shouldn't lie. <laughs> this makes so like the, talking about childhood memories. I do remember one of my positive, more positive memories on the flip side of the I also had to be like three or four riding a motorcycle the first time being on the back of a motorcycle I definitely because I I think I so like everybody wears like slippers right just like when you're just around in your life and I think I lost one of them but it was on the ride but it was like such a fun exhilarating ride in, I love motorcycles this to this day. no this is in Taiwan like my oh, right. uncle my uncle was like do you want to go on a ride I was like yeah, yeah. And to this day, I love motorcycles. Like that was, I think my first really mm. positive. So like, I think when you're younger, like some of these are just like your, their memories because something good or bad happened, but are there ones that triggered later that you try to actually forget, but you can't, or like, or, or traumatizing for a reason and, and the reason, and why do you hold on to them? Like, are there bad memories that just 
they're there. And do you tend to remember bad ones more than the good ones? Right? Because the good ones, and memories are funny, right? Because you have a memory, but not a lot of times it has something has to trigger you to remember these memories. So like in acting class, they do sensory recall where like you, you actually have to tap into, it's kind of like this, uh, mm. like that limitless, you know, it's kind of like mm-hmm. you have to access parts of your brain and take yourself back to childhood and you'll discover some memories, but aren't there memories for us that are just there all the time or that, you know, like for you, Thomas, you see rocks, hands start sweating. You know, I see like murky water. I'm like, can't go near there. Uh, to this I day, mean, I always have a like anytime I walk over a sewer grate, like in New York, I I always have this feeling like, oh crap, what if I like I clutch my keys a little tighter because mm. I don't want to drop into mm. it's like a fear of not being being able to retrieve something like there's some weird thing there i don't know mm. you know i mean for me i uh i mean in general i'm terrible at remembering things but the things like that do leave a stronger impression are probably bad memories like mistakes or cringy moments <clears throat> let's say okay let's say for example um when i was doing martial arts um like, I don't remember the specific moments where I won my medal or something, but I remember this one moment where I nearly stabbed someone sitting in the audience when I was performing <gasps> my set. Oh my gosh. There that is like, terrifying. I had, I, I, uh, and, and ever since that, so normally I don't perform with glasses on. And ever since then, I, uh, I did glasses because <laughs> I, I clearly had like a, oh, shoot moment where I was like, I'm about to stab this person. Um, and, and it's like, I saw a video recording of myself and there was like this, like I could see the moment where I realized it, but it's just like stuff like that. Like, I don't, I don't actually remember like the specific moment, like the exact moment of like, you know, when I won, you know, whatever award or medal for the other performances where I did better, but I specifically remember that one where I nearly mm-hmm. stabbed someone, you know? Um, and it just, in general, it's just like, I don't know. I think it's just, um, I just keep replaying some for some of these memories i'll keep replaying in my head as if i had any ability to redo it and then fix it kind of deal you know mm-hmm. i have the opposite like i i always remember when i did a lot of competitions in sports like i never was the best and i did i certainly never won anything but i i remember all the moments where i feel like i have i've achieved uh like a personal goal So like just running track, I wasn't great. And then I remember just getting better and then hitting like personal milestones and that feeling of accomplishment, even though I never, ever won a race ever. (laughs) Like that's just not what I would do. But I remember, oh, like getting, not throwing up immediately after a race. Okay. That that's a win. Yeah. Yay. (laughs) All right. All right. Ooh, that's cool. Uh, you know, or, or, not feeling like I, like my body was going to explode, you know, like, Oh, good. Okay. I, you know, so I guess I tend to remember the, not like the, the crowning achievements, but in my mind, if something I thought I was getting better at, I remember that. And maybe that's just me. Mm. And I apply that through everything I do. So like, we're talking about Moss, like 
you don't, maybe you don't see that with guitar as often or with other things to encourage yourself. Mm -hmm. But I guess I always find little wins for myself, no matter what other people think. Mm -hmm. So maybe other people think, oh, you didn't win a race. You're not getting better. But I'm like, well, I am because I didn't want to die inside (laughs) after I ran. Like, that's great for me. Right, right. I, I should, I should preface that. It's not like I only remember horrible, horrible things in my life. So like, for example, uh, I remember, um, uh, this is, uh, at a work camp offsite thing where we were there for like three days. And then I usually get very nervous playing pickup, uh, basketball with, uh, people I don't know, but I distinctly remember it's like, I was, uh, and I'm, I'm not a very big person. So they're my my offensive options are very, very limited, you know, but I distinctly remember I had my, I was like somewhere in the key. I had my back to the basket and then I got inbounded the ball and I immediately turned around and faded away a shot and I made it. And then I was just like, that is my shot. That is the only thing I can hit. That is my one move. <laughs> but nice. I it was That's like, those are, those are things that it's just like, I don't know. I, but, but in general, I will remember my more terrible things that have happened. I think I'm more like Dan a little bit where it tends to be a more positive lens. I even for things that were that went like poorly, because I think that I remember how I felt in the moment, because usually when I'm trying to do something, I have a positive outlook on it. And even if it fell through, I re- sometimes I remember, I, re- I tend to remember that more. So I would say I have a pretty good memory of the qualitative. Like when we, when I first met somebody, when something first happened, I can, I like can recall like what we wore, what we said, like that kind of a conversation. Mm-hmm. Like, and sometimes when I'm with people ha- that have no memory, they're like, you are insane. It's gotten worse. I'm sad to say it's not as crystal clear as it used to be, but it tends to be, I think I gravitate towards also doing things with people. And that also adds like the, gives me energy. So it's kind of like this wheel of reinforcement. And that has always been helpful to remember things. I, I On the quantitative side, I think I have average memory. You know, like people who are mm-hmm. like, can re- remember everything they read. I'm not mm-hmm. somebody like that. I'm like average, do pretty good, but that's to me, that's amazing as well. Wait, Mia, are you, do you remember more positive or negative things? I think I'm just trying to, I'm trying to recall. I think I remember the things that are more negative. Like if, like the embarrassment thing, I think is a big thing for me. Like um, if I got embarrassed in a certain situation that typically remember that. Um, the other time, I guess when I was in elementary school, uh, I was like a good student top three in my class, whatever. Um, <laughs> oh, and then, whatever. And with like, with, with being top three, I remember my school has this incentive. They give out a voucher <laughs> for you to go to a steakhouse and then you can get nice. a free steak. So Ooh. I was like, oh, this is awesome. So I was like, oh yeah, this is cool. But then I remember when I was 12, grade six I don't know like like later on um I basically fell off the rank and then I remember being so embarrassed by it like Mm. I was like I feel bad to my parents too 
So mm-hmm. I felt like just like really, really bad. But I think, you know, that that's what stood out to me. Although I, I, I kind of got over it later on, but that stood out because I'm like, no, we can't go to the steakhouse anymore. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was it was both the good and bad, I guess. Wait, I, uh, I'm noticing a trend, though. So Dan and Quan are more on the extroverted side. <laughs> and then the memories that they remember are more on the positive side. Yeah. And the ones that me and I remember are more on the negative side. And yeah. it's prob- we're probably the more introverted two of the group. I, yeah. I have two categories of like negative. Like one is traumatizing, like the rock sweaty hands one, like yours, Moss. Like <laughs> when I hear a certain Nokia ring, I will literally like cringe for a sec. Um, if I, uh, I'm sure I have other ones, which I've put out of my mind at the moment. Yeah. Um, but I also have selective negative ones to use for motivation. Mm-hmm. So um, that, I guess that's just sort of the competitor in me. So like things that I know I'm not good at, like, I don't give a crap if somebody said, oh, Dan, you're not a good blank. Yeah, I'm not a good blank. Um, but there are certain times when somebody in my family said something uh, or a friend of mine or mm. a, uh, like a listen to our arch enemy podcast guys, or like <laughs> a peer that said something, uh, those things will, I will recall them. And, and I have a better sense of recall to use for, uh, for situations just because back in acting training, you actually have to, that's like one of the methods, like you actually have to recall a feeling in order to admit that feeling right on stage. But I can do that to get motivation. You know, like there's definitely times when people have said things that offended me that I didn't think were correct. And yeah, do like a, you know what? I'll never work with you or I'll show you, but I won't brag in front of them, but it's something that I would use to motivate myself. Wait, can you go, can you go more into that? Cause I've, I've often heard about, you know, like, uh, like NBA players saying that it's like, yeah. it's like, Oh, it's oh I mean, just, it's like, it's, it's a classic of like Jordan or like, you know, if someone slighted him in the very least, he will take that and then just like keep replaying it in his head and destroy the other team the next night or something like that. Same with like Shaq, although it's like, but I wonder, it's like, it almost feels like, um, you're creating a, I don't know, you're almost creating like a, like a straw man in your head. Yeah. Cause it, it it's never mm-hmm. as bad in real life. Like no one ever said to me, you will no, never amount to nothing. Mm-hmm. Like, but you know, there's been people in my life that assumed one thing about me. Usually it's like people very close to you, like your family mm-hmm. or something. Um, or like really close friends or really close coworkers or, or peers at one time and an, or another. And those things way, those things have always been on my mind. So there's been times where, um, yeah, had to, uh, like kind of psych yourself up and think about them and be like, you know what, but channel it though. Cause at first it's emotional. So mm-hmm. at first you might just want to show off or get revenge in a way to make yourself feel better. But then once you realize that's not the goal and the goal is to better yourself, then you can like channel that energy. It's all about motivation and energy, you know, putting more time into this, getting better at this. And at the end, it's so rewarding because at the end, you don't even need to show them. You just Mm. do it. I think, I think that's also like a really, like the channeling aspect is really interesting because 
um, as I've mentioned on this podcast before, I was not a very good student, uh, let's say like in high school or even college. And I had, you know, everyone, if you have an Asian family, it's likely you'll have very competitive like family members, right? And uh, yeah, I got shat on a lot by my by my aunts and like my by their family, right? Mm, For yep. not yep. being as uh, academically like performant. And then I I don't like I wasn't <laughs> like Dan, and I wasn't like, <laughs> like, like you know I remember I like channeled it. I was just like, eh, this is my life. It's okay. This is my life now. <laughs> and and that is also why I'm like I'm very like I feel very fortunate to be where I am. Um, cause like, I, uh, I don't think I tried hard enough academically. Like I just somehow found my wedge, but I was never yeah. had that drive. It was just like, I'm going to overcome this. It was more of always like, oh, I'm interested in this. Then I'm like, that's what motivates me. Well, there was one moment that should, this is not one of those I talk about. I mean, that I use, but it, sh- it could be. So I got, you know, during college admissions, um, you know, I, they sent an interviewer out from, uh, the school that my dad went to as a grad student. And this guy did not give me the time of day, but the thing is it didn't bother me. Cause I actually didn't want to go there at all. Mm. If I could have used that. So I, I can't, because it really didn't trigger me, but it, it was like very distinct that he did not, not want to come talk to me. And the only reason he did was because my father went there and they were like, Oh, we got to get this guy out. My dad went to, he, he did a, uh, like a seven year, uh, uh, PhD at Harvard. And then I applied cause Harvard's in my backyard. Like I went to high mm-hmm. school right behind and the guy, they sent an interviewer out and the guy was this fat. I, I will <laughs> crap on this guy. He was bad at his job. He didn't give a crap. He was lo- obese, like not fat shaming, but to the point where like, you could, you could you could hear him like and he sat down and he's like all right uh yeah tell me about yourself and i'm like well you know and i'm like 18 i'm 17 years old mm-hmm. i'm like intimidated thinking that i should want to make myself appear whatever and i was like Meh. and then he's like all right also yeah cool 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 okay all right that's good and then he left and i was like wait what this is like the most famous school set. so anyways i always like I'm going to crap. Like, listen, if you go to Ivy league school, that's great. I have a lot, I have a lot of friends, a lot of friends that went to Ivy league schools that are very, not as successful as you in, in the monetary sense and the life accomplishments. And I don't think they listen to this podcast. And if they did, they probably agree with me. Right. Great people. And like you must like, you didn't go to Ivy league school, but you know, I think you're, you're a very successful person in your realm. And yeah. a good person. So yeah, yeah I got so, lucky. So uh yeah. use that many, as motivation. <laughs> yeah, many roads to like the same place, whatever that phrase. Okay, okay, overachiever. I went to you went to Michigan State, right? No, Michigan. I went to Michigan. That's a Michigan and and I went for a measure. Yeah. Like, yeah, like okay, no, no. like when I met you, no. you're an overachiever in my mind, in a good way. Like you're like top of the class. Those are the vibes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, get the best job. Uh, no, piano competition. <laughs> competition. I think I think what Dan's trying to point is there is like some like Hermione Granger vibes. Like always doing <laughs> like vibes. I know every school. Uh, I, I will Yosa, please. <laughs> I'll own up to that. Definitely. I think I've I've learned to chill out where I need to chill out. I think 
going back going back to like the negative memory part i think it's very interesting when i think about the the negative stuff that i remember because i wish i was more like you dan in the way that i was able to channel it more because i kind of just let it go because i have negative memory so the one that Mia was talking about when like she dropped and it was like so sad for her parents so similarly <laughs> Here comes the overachiever. Ready? <laughs> I, me and my friend, we tried to test. We tried to test out of uh, AP Calc AP. and mm-hmm. <laughs> AP Calc senior year, so that I we could take like AP classes. But <laughs> so we could take like I don't know, advanced like a like Calc B in senior year. So we like study during summer to take a test in the summer, so that we could test out. And she ended up testing out, and I did not end up testing out. Um, she was a really good friend of mine, but that wasn't the negative. That was that, that, it. Doesn't have to do with a friend. It was when I told my dad, and that was just like I was really ashamed and I was really sad. And there are so my dad's like very hard on me, and I in a and in a very beneficial way, I think in my life. But there are certain moments in my life where he knew that I tried my best and he, he, it was like a soft, he gave like a soft um, reaction. And so, and for me, the way I think my personality works is like, if you're more kind, Like I feel way worse. worse, not like worse. I feel like it goes, oh, it gets in the feels. Like yeah. I get it in the feels way more. So like mm-hmm. when my teachers were extremely kind to me or something like that, or any, I think anyone that's like even more kind when I feel like I didn't do what I wanted to do. So basically I go and I tell him and I didn't test out and he was, he had like a very soft, like it's okay reaction. Like you tried your best and you'll be more prepped, you know, in the year, like it's okay. Versus, you know, like the, maybe more typical. typical reaction of like, why didn't you, why didn't you like succeed? Like you, you wasted all that time. And so I think it, it was, it, those types of memories for me, they happen. And then I kind of just like move on. I think they, I kind of let them go. And I think there is some, it is maybe helpful to use it a little bit to better yourself even further as well though. Um, because it's the same with like, I can't stay mad at anyone for more than a day. Like I've tried, like sometimes and it'll be bad. <laughs> yeah. Like somebody will have done something very not okay, not cool. Somebody close to me, like my parents or like a good friend and I'll be so mad. I'll go to like, I'll go to bed and I'll be like, I'm gonna be mad at them forever. And literally the next day, it's just my brain is programmed like this. I will be like, it's okay. <laughs> and it's fine. Um, but why is that a bad thing? Like, why? I don't think it's a bad thing. It's not a bad yeah. thing. I think, but I think where uh, the negative, I, so back to what Dan was saying, like, are there memories you try to forget and things like that? I don't think that I don't have memories that I try to forget. Cause I think it's just, it's to me, it's kind of like truth, right? It happened. Mm-hmm. It's like that happened in the life. Um, but I think it, everything that has happened that you remember that happened in your life that you remember happened for a reason. Like, that's what I think. And so I don't think it, you should hold a grudge. That's not what I'm trying to say. I'm not like, I want to be more of a grudge, but I think that it could push me to be a little bit more confident, right. In like certain aspects and like channel. Yeah. It could drive it a little bit more. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Like I, uh, I, uh, like I never took on my, like the uh my academic failures as like lessons for to drive me 
like that never happened <laughs> um but i mean as long as you are still being driven by something yeah yeah right that's fair that's true mia has a point <laughs> yeah like I, okay so personally for me i think i'm definitely more driven and motivated by my interests like it has mm -hmm. i i'd have to find it interesting mm -hmm. for me to right. work on it right and, so, and and unfortunately some things are just not interesting in the beginning until you get over the hump like you'll yep. it's it's like that it's like you'll have fun when you're good at it kind of deal yep unfortunately right and so thankfully some things came to me easier like i was terrible at basketball for a long time i'm still not that great but i found it interesting enough for me to keep trying versus right. for <laughs> for a guitar it was just like i'm still like still got the two chords still got no rhythm <laughs> fingers still hurt or just like even for baking it's like i can afford to fail a couple of times i'll just eat it i'll suck it up and eat it or i can right. like transform the bread into something else but it's just like there it for me it always has to go back to uh like i always have to interest myself into it like i can't find i don't find motivation in any other way and i know we we're talking about memories but now it's kind of gone into motivation <laughs> i have a question for you guys is there a situation where you like you know you're living your life and then something happens and you're like how could i not remember this you're surprised mm. you're like whoa this I seems like everything. something I should have remembered. <laughs> I feel like the answer for me would be yes, but then I can't even remember what that was. Yes, I, I am. I am in that same boat. <laughs> uh, I, I remember everything. <laughs> <laughs> like everything good or bad. It's just, do I choose to relive it at that moment for whatever reason? Because there's great memories that I would replay in my mind. Um, because why not? Like it makes you feel better. It picks you up. I guess for me, it's always been a exercise because I can, I understand how I can use memory to fuel, say like a performance. Uh, I can, it's just, a re, it's a tool. It's, that's why, you know, it's, it's a, it's a skill, mm -hmm. right? And you learn when you learn it, you, you, you have all these memories, your bag of tricks and emotions that you can tap into. Um, it's, there's just certain things that, tr that were traumatic <laughs> that's still, you know, it's getting better because, you know, like I have to think back to those moments that, and at that moment it was like, you know, my, my brain was about to explode. And now that I get older, I don't really care. This is like 15 years ago, you know, things that happened. Um, so, but yeah, I guess I, 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 depending on the situation, um, I'll recall a good one or a bad one. So I guess maybe that's a little different for me. Um, cause I can remember everything and I choose to, there's things I let's put it this way. There's things that I choose not to forget and they're like mm. kind of deep down and some of them are good and some of them are bad, mm. you know, and some of them, they're the, the ones that I don't forget that have severed relationships. It's fine. Like I don't dislike the person or hate the person. I'm indifferent, mm. but I will never forget that memory. Mm. <laughs> Ominous. Ominous. <laughs> like the fountain the murky water <laughs> that one was was like super that one was out of my control <laughs> that, was, that was uh nature <laughs> but, thomas yeah. in those times where you like replay i think we've all done this right like we've all like replay we'd like oh this could have gone better seems like you replay more maybe than others have you found it at, like to be helpful in 
scenario like okay I've replayed this enough times where like okay I'm gonna get it right the next time or how does that work for you uh I don't think there's a it gets better next time it's more of just like oh why did I do that why did I do that kind of deal all right here's a here's an example and Mia and Dan were there for that okay so recently we attended a friend's wedding and (laughs) Mia already knows it's happening uh recently we attended a friend's wedding and um, I was asked to be one of the groomsmen because the guy's uh, friends weren't really able to make it because of COVID. And I had to give a speech. And I was doing all this like other like stuff to help with the wedding too. And it's just like all this other stuff that was happening. So I didn't really get to finish writing it. And, uh, and it was just like, anyways, what the speech ended up turning into instead of like, you know, a happy wedding, you know, like a, <laughs> like a, uh, a wishful, not wishful, like well-wishing kind of speech. It kind of turned into like a roast of the couple. Um, and it's just like, and, and then after, like, after I gave the speech, I was like, I didn't say anything positive about the two. And it's not like, I don't like, I don't know the guy as well as the girl, but it's like, it's not like, I don't like either. of. It's not like, I don't like them. But it was just like, I didn't get to finish my speech. And then also, also around the same time, I was just like, it was, it's also kind of how my brain works. I was also like, oh, like, I don't want to turn the speech into like a eulogy kind of deal. All right. So don't write anything that's like remembering like nice memories or something like that. And then it was just like, I don't know. I just went off on like a weird tangent kind of deal. And then anyway, so after that speech, you know, like, I like I just I just kept replaying. It's like, oh, that was horrible. Oh, that's horrible. Why did I do that? Aww. Like, and then like, I, I, like I uh, like the next day I told them about it, like the the bride and groom, and then like how terrible I felt. And then just like the next couple of days, I kept telling my friends like how terrible I felt about it. It was just like I couldn't stop. Like even now, it's just like it'll still come up every now and then. <laughs> it, like it'll come up randomly. I'm like, uh, why, why? But it's like oh you know, there's nothing I can do about it. It's obviously happened, yeah. and they're not mad at me or anything. Right. Yeah. So, so like, for a lot of these things, it's uh self-inflicted. So, for mm. example, whereas for Dan, like he might take things to use it. Um, like it'll as in some of the stuff might bother him is from other people. Like for me, I feel like it's all self-inflicted right. from other folks. It like, it just doesn't register. Mm, interesting. Like I, like, I know, I know, like, let's say from my super competitive Asian uh, family, like I know how they feel about my academic progress, but it's just like, yeah, it's whatever. <laughs> right. But for stuff like this, it's like, uh, why, how could I, it's like, uh, and, and then it's just like all these, all these things is like, for cringe things or awkward things that I've done, like I like those are, it, it's like, it's like a classic introverted thing where it's like, you have some um, interaction with people and then you're always replaying in your head of, <laughs> or, or like you, you weren't fast enough on your feet or something like that. So you're always replaying that moment. It's like, how can I say this again better? Like next time I will be ready mm-hmm. or something like that. The, but that's, that's really interesting. Cause that is, I imagine if, if you were more introverted, you would focus on those moments. Cause you're like, why didn't I just say this? Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, so another, <laughs> another example is like, uh, I was at a, like a coworker get together kind of thing. 
And what else did you do this time? <laughs> no, 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 this wasn't this wasn't cringe or anything. This is okay. just like, why did I do this? Um, and I always get um, a little anxious or like when someone asks me like what I've been up to or how I'm doing, because um, I'm a little bit guarded. I don't like to reveal. There, there's a lot of things I don't like to reveal. Mm. But then it's just like, oh, wait. And, the, and it's like, oh, what can I talk about then? And then it's like, oh, I don't want to make this silence too long because then it'll be awkward and then so I'll, I'll offer up something that's like very non-sequitur and, and seemingly random so when this coworker asks me oh how you been doing it's like ah, i've been doing okay oh by the way i had i've had fried chicken nearly every day this week and that's then for, great <laughs> it's, it's, just like, it's, like, it's just like very random you know what i mean yeah. i think you're hard on yourself thomas because like the two examples that you gave like the first one so first, I do think like, it's very interesting how memory works in everyone's mind. Like yours mm -hmm. seems to like inject into you as a dwelling memory. But like the first one, roasting speeches are so common in weddings. They have it all the time. And then fried chicken, the fried chicken looks amazing. So like a very noteworthy topic See, Qu to bring Quan's up. a good friend because she always sees the silver lining. <laughs> but, but, mm -hmm, but, mm -hmm. but it's like true. <laughs> Oh, Quan, you weren't there always, Quan, you're always yeah. good for an encouraging word. <laughs> I will say, people say this to me, but like if I, I guess I wasn't there, Thomas, but mm -hmm. if I thought you like did a bad job, I would tell you. <laughs> but also but, like, I mean, I mean, I know that Moss means well and he's mm. awkward. So it's like, whatever. <laughs> I also cares? know that <laughs> you know like I mean? saying yeah. sweet nothings is not your style. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Like, and you shouldn't, it shouldn't be. True. Yeah. Like, so yes. if you had, I, I, if you had gone that aware, route, like, that would have been even more awkward. It, yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's the product of the time because the, yeah. I went to a wedding later and you know, there's people that will roast the crap out of you that we did not yeah. ask to speak at that wedding right? <laughs> her, like like all the choices were made where like the officiant is one of our best friends and he's eloquent right mm -hmm. and the best man is like a jokester then all the other peanut gallery friends who had snipe <laughs> who would love to roast and some of it's true you're not speaking because it's going to be awkward mm -hmm. you know <laughs> but i think that was the product of they they really they appreciated your your you know what you've given to them in a short time and there's also yeah. not a lot of people there and also they don't know that you're awkward <laughs> or they oh, do yeah know. this is they this do is know like, but it's none like, of this yeah. none of this is external this is a hundred percent internal kind of deal like uh, like the bride and groom they're totally cool with it like as long as i feel like the bar was pretty was pretty low as long as i didn't ruin the wedding in any way <laughs> it would have been okay <laughs> But it's just like, for me, it's like, oh, why did I do this? This kind of deal, yeah. you know? But that's, see, you could learn from that because that's why people go to Toastmasters, right? And then to, mm -hmm. to just like write like that particular occasion to put yourself out of your, your to be not your normal self and mm -hmm. to be someone yeah. who can be part of that occasion and to yeah. public speak. Yeah, and I've, I've actually been to Toastmasters. It's actually really there helped. It's helped a lot, yeah. But it was just that for that one, like, I just didn't have enough time to finish. And then, you know, all these other external circumstances. You were, the music Anyways. came in, you were getting played off. Like, <laughs> like at the Oscars. At the Academy. <laughs> yes. Oh, my goodness. Well, I know we're almost about to wrap up here. I feel like it could be fun putting memory to the test to go around and just, like, share one nice memory. Let's end on a nice note. 
just like share one nice memory that you can quick recall. Mia's deer in headlights right now. She's like, what do I do? But like share like a nice memory. Let's limit it to like any nice whenever. memory. Any nice memory. I think about that, about like anything that you think is worth sharing. I can go first. Okay. This is like instant recall right here. Um, I think a nice memory See, this is, this will show you like where my mind goes. Um, oh, and so like in the past like couple of weeks or a couple of months, the nicest memories that I've had has just been like making food with my parents and with my dad. So like mm. we will like make, we'll make it all from scratch. So we like made mochi together. It was Dang. so much fun. We made, we make like bowls and bings and all this stuff together. And it's like a super nice memory because it's one, a, a thing we get to do together. It's quality mm -hmm. time spent. Um, it's like you, there's a product at the end of it that we get to enjoy and to eat. Um, and it's like super fun. And sometimes, you know, it's always more fun for me when there's like a comical, like it doesn't go perfect every time. So for example, one time we made these like, um, like Joe typing. So like chive, they're kind of like green scallion pancakes, but we made them out of chives. Mm -hmm. And like my mom <laughs> cut them. Sometimes my mom will cut them. Sometimes I will cut them. And my mom will cut them like too thick. And so sometimes that batch, it's kind of like you're eating grass, like yeah. a little bit. <laughs> so, you know, it's kind of like you, Thomas. It's like, we're not going to throw it away. We're just kind of going to like eat it and like kind of spit, spit some stuff, some of it out and then keep eating. So that's been a really nice memory. <laughs> My my it. most recent good memory was Thomas brought me fried chicken. It was <laughs> amazing so good. memory. Like normally that I don't like if it's a good food, I'm not like hounding the other person where they got it. I'm just like, oh, that's good. But like I was like, yo, Thomas, where'd you get this? And I'm like, hold on, how do I order this? How do I get this? Because it's not clear. It's a pop-up. And like three days <laughs> later, I'm still like, okay, so are you saying if I go on the weekend, I could get this? Like it was that good. I was like, so thanks, boss. It's like, like uh -huh. my god. Shout Shout out to I'm a not, pecking house. Yeah, because like I'm not I don't I'm not a huge fried chicken fan like you are. You know, I'm just like, oh fried chicken's good. But this was like what? <laughs> what revelation. So yeah, I'm glad you enjoyed. Okay, I can go. Mia? I remember something. Yes. Okay. Yeah. This was this happened a couple years ago, my last trip to Indonesia. So I think like my my good memory, this has something to do with my family. We don't typically go on a family vacation um, a lot. And then this time, for whatever reason, like we went to this city about two hours from Jakarta uh, together. Like we don't do family trips, right? So this is like one of those rare occasions. And we stayed at an Airbnb. Um, like in the morning, we were getting ready to go out. Uh, and mind you, my dad and my mom are just like, they're more like bickering partner. They're kind, that's kind of like the kind of relationship they have. Um, they're a married couple. Yeah. Like <laughs> old married couple, like so typical. And so, uh, at that, on that day, we were getting ready to go out and we were like showering everything. We were done getting ready. My dad decided to be nice. And then he's like taking all our towels, like wet, damp towels out in the sun to, you know, dry it. And we're like, Oh, you know, that's kind of cool. Okay. Whatever. He's doing that. But then we left. Uh, basically, we're not home the entire day, and then it rained 
that day. Oh, <laughs> so and I do not remember. Towel. Like I do not oh, remember yeah. my towels at all. We came home and the towels are just so drenched. Stopping. And like the one the one towel that's like the most wet because it's like out there is my mom's. <laughs> and then my mom got so mad. Um, it was so late and she wanted to shower. She's like, I don't have a towel. Like, I have to contact the Airbnb host and then waited for oh new fresh towels. And then my mom was just so pissed. But then I remember oh. laughing so hard about it because I was like, the whole situation is just comical. Like, this is so yeah. funny. My dad was trying to be nice. And then in the end, my mom was the one that got like short of the most. I'm like, oh my God, this, I cannot, I cannot. I, remember, I will remember that for a long time. And that's it's life. a happy memory for you. That is a happy memory. It was yeah. so <laughs> funny. Me and my sister yeah, were just funny. laughing her ass off. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> laughing at my mom's misery. Cause you, you should have seen her face. She was not happy. <laughs> um, for mine, it'll probably be when I uh, uh, got to take my mom to uh, Europe for the first time. Um, I was actually there on a work conference. And then, so I figured I was like, oh, I, uh, I didn't have to pay for my ticket. So I'll fly my mom over. <laughs> so I met up with her in Paris. And then uh, it was, yeah, it was really, it was her first time. It was just like, uh, like I had been a couple of times already. So it's really cool to be her tour guide and just take her around to oh, all the places yeah. that I really enjoyed. And it was also hilarious that, um, like she's getting you know older so she'll like we'll we'll stop by like a park or something for for a break and she'll just pass out on the train oh, and God. then and then the good son that i am i will take in flat unflattering photos of her and then <laughs> i'll send it to her later love it yeah nice. troll. you even Super troll your troll. mom <laughs> of course oh, those are all good. yeah <laughs> I mean, another happy memory I found I have like was when I was in Venice and it was like kind of late at night. And for Venice is just like some streets, it's it's full of canals, right? right? And some streets, all the canals, the entrances to the canals, they don't have guard like guardrails or anything. And then so I remember walking by one, uh, and it was just like a very dark alley looking one with like a very dimly lit light. And I was like, oh, this is like perfect for, you know, like offing someone and then just like putting them <laughs> in, pushing them into the water oh my gosh Wait, i like how that was your second <laughs> option of the happy <laughs> memory oh, like you could have just ended the first story as you can see this is why my wedding speech didn't go well this is how exactly this is how it is exactly went basically kwan because he started off high yeah. and then things got progressively worse and oh we should stop God. here <laughs> Oh my gosh. With that, thanks for listening. This is us talking about memory, specifically like how we remember things, what we remember, and why we remember the things we remember. So it's kind of interesting to maybe think about how it pertains to you, how you see it pertaining to other people. But we hope you enjoyed, and we will catch you guys on the next one. Thanks for listening, guys. Don't forget thanks to for rate listening. and comment and rate. Comment, comment send us stuff yes. <laughs> six star review 10 star review yes thank ten you. star yeah. 10 10 yeah 10. guys <laughs> all right bye. Bye. bye 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 <laughs>